Okay, um, this is Grid One um, on our first Frankenstein podcast. Um, I'm Davis. Does everyone want to say their name? Uh, I'm Trent. Um, I'm Allie. Okay, cool. Uh, so now I guess we'll just um, start with uh, trying to recap the first 14 chapters of the book. Um, so we all have 30 seconds, so um, I don't mind starting. Um, okay, wait. Let me pull up a timer real quick. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, I'll start right now. Okay, uh, from what I can remember, um, uh, Frankenstein, uh, Victor Frankenstein is traveling through the ice, and the guy Walton finds him, and then um, they connect, and he starts retail, um, telling his story to Walton. And, um, oh gosh, I'm almost done. Um, and he talks about how he made a monster, and uh, basically, uh, it ruined his life. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Who wants to go next? Um, I can go next. Okay, cool. Basically, there's um, this guy in Walton, and he finds Victor, and Victor tells him his life story about like how he went to college and how he created this monster and how he was scared of the monster like right when he created it, and he ran away from the monster and um yeah the monster went and did its own thing and like gained intelligence and learned from human life and stuff perfect that's right at uh, 30 seconds okay cool um Sierra, you want to go next uh yeah so basically there's this dude and his name is victor and he meets rw and he starts recounting the story of how he created this monster and basically the monster gains intelligence and ends up threatening Richter um, to like love him, kind of. Okay, uh, yeah, cool. And then um, All right, so I guess it kind of begins with um, Victor and Walton meeting and Walton starting to tell his story, or Victor starting to tell his story and how he went to college and made the monster the creature and then this creature gained intelligence and we think that he killed walton's brother william and now uh, the creature is telling walton or victor what's been going on since then cool okay um all right uh how about would it be good if we all uh just kept ourselves in so discussion maybe. I am keeping myself muted just because I know there's a lot of background noise since I'm in the classroom. Okay. Yeah, okay, let's keep it that way then. Alright, uh so uh starting with the first question, uh Victor's character development. So his sense of self and responsibility for his actions. Um anyone has something they want to see right off the bat? Uh yeah. I for one saw that he was like really like rebellious early on in his life um and he would like not listen to like his dad when he said that um wasting that he was wasting his time on alchemy but then i think later on in life he realized like wait maybe this is a waste of time and i should be doing something else 
he sort of is very rebellious no i'm going to do alchemy no i'm gonna like find this amazing scientific discovery and then once he does he's like oh well maybe this was a bad idea and maybe they were right yeah i found it interesting like how independent victor is like he describes his childhood like they were all basically just teaching themselves um and i feel like this really let his like fantasies kind of go wild with like finding the elixir of life and everything and i think the fact that he wasn't taught is like a big reason why he went so far as to try to create the monster in the first place yeah so he's pretty much independent for most of the time yeah i agree with that i also think that he doesn't really take responsibility for his actions uh, that can really be seen with like the whole monster thing when he created it. He just um, he created that monster and immediately ran away. And then we see it wreak havoc on everybody that's close to him, just trying to get that attention since he abandoned him. He never took responsibility for that. Yeah, I think it kind of also explores this idea that everybody needs to be cared for regardless of whether or not they're like a monster because Frankenstein explained that like he's a very put together kind of guy, you know, he's very intelligent, he cared for the people in the cottage and once he realized that his father never cared for him he kind of got really sad and depressed and that's what led him to threaten uh frankenstein yeah i agree i think um victor's like isolation like um obviously he isolates himself for like a very long period of time and he tries to like uh, stitch together the monster but then after that he keeps isolating himself and like pushing away his family like going off in the future and he's not telling anyone about what he did and i think um this shows he thinks he's really it's also it's his pride that's keeping him um sort of independent and he's the only time we really see him happy is when he's with um, his family and i think this kind of parallels like the monster um because the monster is alone but um and then he's he keeps you know searching for a human connection and so yeah it's and victor and that's thing something victor takes for granted i think so yeah <laughs> I think his uh, his pride is really what gets in the way of his happiness for the most part. Well, I think the mentions of his happiness sort of brings us up into the next question of nature's role in the story, because you see that he goes to nature to sort of gain clarity and happiness when he's doing really bad. Yeah, we see, like you just said, he goes into nature when he's feeling sad, but especially like right after he was sick and he learned about like what happened to um, his brother, he went straight into that forest with Henry and they had to like go on a little escape. And then the same thing happened when Justine was um, executed. So he went on that summer vacation. I think he always just tries to escape the nature instead of going back to his books now, which is 
kind of what was seen in that poem that we read the other day, um, where they wanted to like emphasize nature over books and learning. Yeah, um, in the poem, they talk a lot about escaping into nature and like leaving books and like studies behind, which is kind of what he sort of did when he ran away from the monster and like all of his work that he put into that, he just ran away and went into nature to like be free from it, I guess. Yeah, um, bringing back to the responsibility, so. um, yeah, so in, we see in the aftermath um, of creating the monster and all of the, um, you know, the terrible things that it's caused. Like, um, I would say he's definitely uh, not taking responsibility. I mean, I mean, from the second uh, the monster was created, he runs straight away. Like, even if he hated the monster, like, he didn't even try to get rid of him right away. He just sort of left him and then collapsed pretty much and then again when justine is like uh, uh going to be executed because they think she murdered william um he won't say anything still so um yeah he definitely refuses to take responsibility for any of his actions he like he lets justine die because of it like if he it's a very sort of morbid thing and it's very cautionary and like he just runs away as fast as he can yeah so for the second section that we were talking about um earlier we started talking about it um the poem goes into a lot of romantic elements that we see in frankenstein um one of the quotes in the poem was um let nature be your teacher which is something that's really um contradicting in frankenstein because victor is so intrigued with his studies but he often goes outside and like relieves himself with nature i just think that's an interesting contrast that we see yeah, I think I think both Victor and the creature kind of find nature a teacher in their own way, but of course this leads them down like very different paths. Um, you know, for Victor, um, he kind of sees the beauty of the world, but he sees it and he wants to you know figure it out and he wants to be able to recreate it. Um, whereas with the creature, um, it's just all about him learning to appreciate it for what it is and sort of, you know, live in it. Um, he's trying to live in harmony with it, whereas Victor is trying to kind of rise above it. Yeah. Well, I think that begins to bring up the question, who really is the monster in this story? Is it the person who's just trying to appreciate the beauty of nature? Or is it the person who did this horrible thing and tried and failed to recreate it, creating a creature volatile and disgusting that people can't even bear to look at? Um, I believe that um, Victor would be considered the true monster in this story, but I don't think he's the 
monster for creating the creature. I would say he's the monster for abandoning the creature and like just leaving it to basically just not have anyone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like we see that the creature has to learn and survive on its own and it gets taught the basics of humanity, not from his creator, but from a random cottage of people that he's just watching. Yeah, I feel like that's also, again, parallel to like today's society too. Like we often see like someone who abandons their children as a monster. And I think it shouldn't be any different for this story. Um, as Victor completely just abandoned the monster and left him on his own. And like Sierra said, left him out in the wilderness to learn for himself, like what to do in the world. Yeah, so, um, so from what the poem was saying, um, it's very much, uh, we, I think we would consider um, definitely uh, the creature to be, you know, the good kind of uh, romantic protagonist of the poem that's appreciating everything. Victor is painted as the villain um, for absorbing himself in the boxing, um, studying and all that. Um, but, um, what do you guys think? Do you guys agree with what the poem is saying about you know that nature brings happiness, um, or do you kind of think uh, something else? I think that there's definitely a line. Like, uh, yeah, obviously everyone should appreciate nature and appreciate the beauty of nature, and take some time to just go out and enjoy it at points because I think that we do, especially in the modern age, get very sucked into our phones and stuff, and it can be really just consuming. Um, however, I think that there are also things that we can learn from the internet, from books that we can't learn from nature. So I think that there has to be like a medium of both. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. There's like a fine line that you have to stand in between. Um, like you said, appreciating, appreciating nature is always going to be really important. But then there's also things we can never learn in nature, like medicine that has helped us in so many different ways. And I just think we need to find that balance in our everyday life to appreciate both things. Yeah, I agree. I think there has to be like a neutral ground. Like, I don't think it can just be like, all nature because there's things that we need in the modern day that we wouldn't have if we weren't a developed society yeah it's hard for me because i don't know i feel like if the true goal you know for everyone is happiness i feel like society can be in a lot of ways an obstacle to that i mean um it's 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 to help people and give people what they need but at the same time i feel like if we were all just kind of independent in nature i don't know the simpler life is really attractive at times and uh, yeah there's a lot to be said for um right so yeah it's a difficult one um our life can be very appealing but you can also argue that if we go like back to hunter-gatherer societies and whatnot like people weren't really they didn't really have emotions the way that we do you know because they were just so focused on their survival at that point 
Okay, so our next question is, um, how does Victor approach his studies at his university? And I would say that he's really excited at first. Like he wants to study alchemy and he's just like, just ready to begin his life as like an alchemist. But once he gets to the school, he's a little bit disappointed because he realizes that a lot of people don't like alchemy and they just don't really support it at the school that he goes to. And then that's when he kind of realizes that he should have listened to his dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can go. Um, go ahead. Okay, I agree with that, except I think he started to go to school for like the natural sciences and he really didn't like his natural science teacher. And that's kind of just like what set him on the wrong path. And he tried explaining like why he was so in love with alchemy, like he's been studying it forever. And then he's just like, no, you wasted your time. And then he goes to his chemistry teacher and he kind of like accepts him as his mentor because he told him like, that's the founding stones for chemistry was alchemy. And really just let him know like what you did was good. Like you got the basics down. I just need to teach you from here. I think that was like a really good mentorship that he got from that teacher. Yeah, I feel like Victor went into the university with a very um, clear kind of perception of what he wanted to do in mind. Like, he's had these goals of, like, uh, trying to find I mean, a cure for immortality for, like, a very, very long time since he was a kid. And so, um, you know, this, I think, really colors his approach um, to studying. And I think... Uh, that really affects how he picks his mentor because I think he wants to surround himself with um, like-minded people. Like how when his father told him that it, the book, you know, it wasn't valid, it wasn't good, he should read something else, he kind of just pushed his father away. And he kind of does that when he picks the professor he wants to mentor him to. Um, he finds the one who agrees with him most, um, which I think um, honestly doesn't help him in the long run. Uh, yeah. I think that his, like, he does get a very good mentor-like relationship from his chemistry teacher. And I think that's really interesting that he just kind of chose, like, one teacher. And that was, like, his go-to. Because, like, we all have, like, a bunch of different teachers at once. And I don't think that any of us would necessarily consider one of them like our best teacher or like our our teacher that we would go to for anything you know yeah i agree with you and i'd also say like his chemistry teacher really forced him to do other sciences too not just chemistry and that really pushed him to be a better student overall i think they said like he became smarter than all of his teachers like there's nothing left for him to learn. And I think that's due to that mentor just pushing him throughout school. Yeah, I think I think it is cool to be able to have like someone with you who's and you know, like pushing you, kind of has the same interests as you. We don't really get that in public school, like it's all our teachers have like hundreds of students and uh, we don't usually get to have uh, a super special relationship with anyone. Um, I mean, sometimes we like connect with teachers, but it's definitely a different kind of thing. 
Um, so I think this does help Victor in like uh, he learns he's able to learn a lot more. But um, at the same time, it's almost like he was too focused on one thing, and I think um, he would have benefited from like a more diverse um, point of view. I think. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of a balance. Uh, like you were saying, like he, the, we don't really get that sort of relationship with our teachers in public school. And I think that because he had that sort of relationship with the teacher, it made him much more excited to learn, excited to be there. We saw that whenever he was in his natural sciences teacher's class, he was very bored, uninterested, couldn't focus. But whenever he was with his chemistry teacher, he was like in love with just learning. And I think that if um, kids in public school could have that sort of relationship with a teacher, they'd be a lot more into learning in school because, you know, we hear it constantly. Everyone's complaining about school. Yeah, um, I have to agree with that. I think, yeah, I, I think what, everything we cover in public school, it's so broad. Like, there's very little opportunity, I think, to kind of, until high school at least, to pick classes that um, you think, you know, you're really interested in and that could be a career for you. And I think having a mentor who kind of knows you um, to help you learn could really help you, you know, find the things you actually uh, care to learn about. And I think that makes a huge difference in motivation. I had a teacher who I really connected with in um, elementary school, and I can say, like, from experience, it definitely helps, like, with learning and with just, just school life in general. Um, so our next question is how uh, the creature sort of develops as a character and what it says about what it means to be human. And I think that it says a lot about what it means to be human because he he doesn't have a lot of intelligence at first. He sort of learns very quickly. And at first, when he's still learning, he's very docile. He's in love with humankind. He just thinks that they're so amazing. But then as he gains intelligence and he gets smarter, he finds it a lot easier to find negative things. Like he discovers that he was never really cared for. He never had a childhood. And that begins to really hurt him. And that's kind of what makes him become more mad. And that's what makes him threaten Victor. And I think that it kind of says that like everyone needs to be cared for, you know? Yeah, and I also think it says a lot about how our circumstances as you know, as humans, as children, like how we're raised and taught uh, affects you like um, a lot because um, I think there's this one sort of line in the book where uh, the monster basically says you know, if I had been introduced to a soldier like at first, then maybe I would be more violent. Um, but he's not, he's introduced to this, you know, really sort of kind uh, family and who teaches him 
a lot about what it means to be good and his perception. And so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think that it has a lot more effects. Um, I mean, thinking of our circumstances. And I think it's interesting that Victor appeared to grow up. You know, I think he grew up in a very, or he had a very good childhood, but I think his circumstances also sort of affected that. Um, the way they were kind of isolated and he was left to his own devices also, um, you know, influenced his uh, passion for uh, alchemy and led him down that road. Yeah, I really agree with what um, Sierra said earlier, and I think the story of the creature is really tragic, how he was kind of just like born into this world and completely abandoned at first, and then everybody feared him going on after that, and then he finally does some good deeds for the DeLacy family, and he can't even be acknowledged for it because they could go after him and try to hurt him, and he might end up hurting them. And I think that he's the creature is killing those who are close to Victor, because he craves like that sort of attention that he never got, um, just from the get go, from being born, and I think this can really be seen into modern day life when looking at like the outcasts of our society and how if they feel deprived of something, they're gonna go out of their way to get it, whether that's for better or worse. Yeah, I see a lot of like the monster in like modern day outcasts like you were saying like the outcasts of this world like they aren't bad people like a lot of them do good things but you just never see it because like people are blinded by like for the monster for example by his appearance yeah and society really shapes you know how people perceive themselves like if if the monster had never met another human uh, he wouldn't he might not perceive himself as being a monster he he only sees himself as ugly when he starts comparing himself to the other human beings and um, you know this has a really big effect on his development um, and it's the thing that really causes him to be bitter and unhappy. You know, if he was ignorant and he had just stayed in the woods as some, uh, on his own, uh, he might not have had that. It's almost as if the author is almost arguing that intelligence can create misery just because, like, we see Victor constantly. Uh, berating himself for being smart and getting mad that he ever had the idea to create this monster. And the monster also does the same. He's like, oh, I wish that I hadn't ever gotten smart enough to realize these things that are now making me sad. Yeah, I also feel like his efforts to kind of get that attention from Victor and like the acknowledgement is pretty futile since every time Victor runs into him, he tends to run away. And this is the only time at the very end um, where he's really sat down and listened to him. And that's only because he's being threatened. And I feel like that's just going to give the monster more of what he wants. Like He's getting that attention from killing these people. So he's not going to stop since he's gotten that. Yeah, 